Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interview. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What's up, Star Wars news fam? We are so glad to be back, back on the ship. I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's long-lost daughter. I have my co-pilot next to me, Ryan Nilsson, the head of Popcorn Talk. Thank you, Rilo Ren, a.k.a. And yes, our intro, that describes the week, really, because it's been just a hectic hectic couple of days and a busy news day for star wars yeah i just chugged an entire cold brew so let's get freaky with and it i got tea and coffee heck yes caffeinated i hope you're a all diety. caffeinated at home thanks for joining us make sure to hit that like button and always leave us a comment after this video is done but be be chatting it up brian chatting is manning up. the chat but we just broke there was news just broke about uh taika waititi po- getting courted, courted to possibly be involved in a next star wars movie on top of that the big talk of the week is obviously trevorrow's script being or allegedly. allegedly being released to the public in massive differences and a lot of speculation and opinions all around that <laughs> and uh on top of that other fun things going on john boyega is the biggest troll like the best troll ever best trolls troll. cannot beat him stop coming for him uh mark hamill mark is, hamill's uh, out breaking of facebook up, he's breaking up with facebook i wish i like i wish it wasn't and a fold extensive folder of all my photos and experiences in my life or else i would burn it to the ground i hate facebook i know so yeah we have got an internet troll in the star wars universe we got facebook quitters (laughs) uh but we're gonna see if we can poke a few stories here But um, okay and uh and break it all down let's break it all down Okay, so a lot of a lot of the headlines were like, and it was actually good, and it was so much better. All of this really interesting stuff. I know Ryan texted me freaking out about it. All caps. Because there was some massive differences. I think most importantly in, in terms of what happened was the entire Palpatine. Yes. Part. I, I mean, there's a ton to break down here, Steph. Yeah. First off. Just coming at, you know, from a filmmaking perspective, from a, to, we're in the industry, it's never... It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, but it's never great. It sucks if something that you worked on but didn't finish, didn't publish, gets leaked. Leaks yeah. are not great. It's, it's, it's an ugly side of the industry because a, something you worked on that you were not ready to present is being viewed, judged, and compared to other work out there. So... I think that there's a big asterisk with this entire topic that was just like, hey, this is an alleged story. You know, Robert Meyer Burnett uh, got his hands on apparently an alleged draft of Colin Trevorrow's script with Derek Connolly back from 2016. And he read a summary. He summarized it in a YouTube video. It was like over two and a half hours long. And yeah, we'll speculate some stuff on it because all signs are pointing that, yeah, this probably was a draft. And yeah. and hey, this might not have been the finished product. This was before Carrie Fisher even passed away. So there's just a lot of details to be aware of before you know diving totally. deep into this. But we're gonna have some fun because yeah. it's a script. It's not like yeah. a leaked film. It's it, a script. It kind of 
It's one of those things where I think if you have the honor of doing a film involved in this franchise, it comes with a heavy price of the criticism and yeah. the leaks. A lot of these leaks have been posted to Reddit for months and they are the same storyline that was on Reddit. So there's a lot of been a lot of similarities that are kind of proving in the direction that it is legit. But right, right. again, let's just get right into it. So I'll go in your order. Ryan wrote My first number order. one. His first order, Rose, in the and she has a way bigger role. Yo. Obviously, she had I think about less than two minutes of screen time in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you didn't think she had a big role in Rise of Skywalker? I thought she was in like the whole movie. Leia had her on a really important task. That's right. She was so... cleaning a filing cabinet. But okay, at first <laughs> I came at Ryan like I that was the part I liked a lot of the additions of the script or of this this version of the script, and the one part that I didn't love because I did love it in the actual movie, was Finn being back with the squad. I hated his separation, and this is kind of how it would have been in this movie as well, but I do like the character arc of Rose. Yeah, if if you haven't watched this video, if you haven't read this this synopsis of this draft Mm -hmm. of what would have been Trevorrow's script, I think... uh, there's a lot of cool things in here. That was kind of my takeaway. It, it's it's different. It's a lot different from Rise of Skywalker. It was going in a lot of different directions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A few things to just to just go off over. Yeah, starting with Rose. Rose had a bigger role in episode nine here, and you know this this draft was before Last Jedi came out, before there was some critical reception towards everything around that character. So it, it we love you, Kelly planned. Marie yeah. Tran. We love Kelly Marie Tran, uh, but she would have had a much bigger role in this movie. She would have been a part of that crew. Maybe like the fourth person in that, in that Finn Rose Poe group. So that's one thing to note. Kylo's arc, pretty similar to what we got in rise of Skywalker, but you know, in the beginning of rise of Skywalker, he's on Mustafar and everyone loved that. I love yeah, that love intro. Kylo. So, and on top of that, the, the crawl is completely different, but it, it would have opened, it would have spent time on the intro part. We got of Kylo. Right. I would have loved to see that because I just feel like that was so his character. Yeah. And then he kind of veered into a different path. Well, let's talk about the crawl because you know, the crawl is the first thing you see in any star Wars movie. This one's title duel, the fates, awesome title based off of that song in Phantom Menace. <laughs> I love this title. I love the title. I love this title. Yeah. And most Star Wars titles are kind of goofy. Like, they're a little straightforward. Empire Strikes Back. Attack of the Clones. Duel of Fates, you know, I really like it. It, it kind of ties in some stuff from the prequels. But uh, in the, in this crawl, it basically sets up that the First Order is jamming communications across the whole galaxy. Really cool premise, I feel. That's a that's an awesome obstacle for our characters to yeah. try to overcome. And it, it's not far fetched. That's a smart plan. There's no the death speak. There's no the dead speak. The dead speak. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> dead speak. Uh, there's no mention really of the emperor. It's all like the you know supreme leader Kylo Ren taking over, jamming mm-hmm. communications, and here are our heroes, and it open with an action scene. I think that's a fun premise, and you know, and that kind of goes to show this this movie connected a lot of the other movies 
than Rise of Skywalker did. Would you would you have liked that? Did you feel that the Rise of Skywalker was kind of lacking in connecting all the other films? I think if Rise of Skywalker had a part one and part two and did two films, it could have told the same story and with the ideas it was based on. But I think it was so fast that it felt like it lost some connection with the other films. Right. But I, I still do... I did love Kylo in this last movie, but I think it would have been really cool to focus on a person who's not... He's done really, really awful stuff, but you kind of knew he was going into a direction where he still had humanity in him, and having a conflicted villain and follow that story, I love. Yeah, and just going on it more of his arc in this script, uh, if you watch that video, he goes on to say... Kylo, on Mustafar, you got to see Vader's palace in the background, which you saw in Rogue One, which is awesome. Like, I want that palace. And he stumbled upon, this was the only mention of the Emperor, he stumbled upon a Sith holocron in this draft where the Emperor sent a message to Vader back from, like, Return of the Jedi. And uh, he watches the whole message, and that's the only appearance of the Emperor in this draft. And then when they realize that it's not Vader watching the the message, Mm -hmm. the the holocron shoots some kind of, like, Sith lightning power on his face and he has this pain and and again the script is just so fascinating because it goes on to say that ray was feeling all the pain that kylo ren was feeling yeah she even has nightmares at night because of that connection that they shared Mm -hmm. it really feels like this this draft was a lot more character driven than the one we got yeah and yeah it's it's interesting to kind of deliberate on it is i I just wish it wasn't released because I've I've seen all the opinions and most of them are kind of just upset that this isn't the film that they got. And that makes me sad. And that sucks. It really sucks. Uh, and it, It's really unfortunate that we have to compare that because for all we know, hey, some things on the written page are great in the written page. And when they're on screen, they don't translate. Yeah. Well. I have to imagine when George Lucas was making the prequels and everyone on board wasn't really raising any red flags. But then when you see that dialogue on screen, when you see the actors being directed the way they were, it didn't really pan out. So for all we know, this could have been not the best movie, and that's why they decided to change gears. Or it could have been awesome. Quick shout out in the chat. Brandon Hanna saying, I really love this leaked script. However, it's severely lacking Babu Frick, which is not okay. (laughs) True. Babu Frick. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about Babu Frick. Hard to imagine a movie without him. He, everyone loved him. I'm so glad that that was a universally accepted character. There, uh, a lot of people argue it was the best scene of the film. And it's funny because Disney just released that entire scene. So there's a really funny article out right now that says that the only scene that matters is now available. (laughs) <laughs> he is so a highlight and i i do think yeah that one thing about trevara like if if they didn't have babu frick i feel like that's just something we didn't know we needed he is one of those characters like one of those cute mechanical droid builders that uh we never knew we needed yeah i really needed him i would love a babu next to a baby yoda plush yeah like plush figure there's one more thing, Steph, I just want to bring mention before we, what, we completely leave the Trevorrow script. Uh, it sounds like they were going to tie in a lot more other things with the movies. Uh, they were going to go back to Coruscant, which was in the prequels. They mm-hmm. were going to tie in um, the Old Republic with this communication tower, which sounds really awesome. And it just kind of makes you question, like, why did they move away from this? What was that outstanding Thing, that outstanding element in the creative process that made Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm and Disney kind of like 
move away from Trevorrow. And I mean, it's unfortunate because we'll never know. And I almost feel like this script leaking kind of makes Trevorrow look really good in all this. Oh, yeah. And he's a filmmaker whose past two movies haven't been the biggest hits. Yeah, I think it's a total win for him. I just think it puts him in a really compromising position. Because if I'm JJ... I'm wondering where, why, hey, how this when get leaked? it got leaked. Did you email this out? <laughs> you wanted people to see your work, bro. Yo! <laughs> I think that's what happened. Can I ask you a quick question before you move on? Oh, yes. yes. Jeff that's Graham. Jeff, yeah. The uh, biggest Star Wars... Oh, wait. Not a Star Wars. Uh, huge pop culture junkie. Love the entertainment industry. Not the biggest fan of Star Wars. It's not that I dislike it. It's just I'm not... I'm no Stefan Ryan. But, but you but you read scripts for your first few years in L.A., right, Jeff? I did, yeah. It's, I, script coverage was how I got my start out here. Um, um, so it's interesting for me to kind of be tracking with this story because I read a ton of undeveloped scripts and a ton of scripts that did get developed and made. Um, what do you feel like is the studio's biggest lesson here? Like, what do you think, if I am a Disney development exec working with the Star Wars franchise, what should I be doing differently or how should I be reacting to this this leak? I think it's what we've been saying ever since the the movie came out, even before the leak, which is they just didn't, it didn't seem like they had a fully fleshed out plan or that they rerouted the plan. I think maybe the lesson is to stick to your guns, stick to your plan, no matter the, uh, the hate, because I feel like you're not going to satisfy everyone. What do you think, Steph? I think if you're asking for this specific movie, yeah, just, I mean, it is what it is. I think moving forward, though, they should really go in an MCU direction and be mm-hmm. really planned out with what they're doing and making sure that, because they're, they're not like other people where they have to plan just in case they don't get another movie. They can make as money as they want, so right. might as well plan them out so they all can coincide and exist together. It's a great point. And I feel like even Star Wars before the MCU became a thing was kind of doing that with their books and a few of their TV shows. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had to hit the reset button on a few of their books. But uh, yeah, they really do need to take a, a note out of the MCU's book and, and with their movies because this this episode nine, they, they got rid of the director, they got rid of this story, and they brought JG back to go a completely another direction. And it was a stu- it, it was a very studio film, so I think the, the, that lesson could be, you know, studios don't make the most compelling stories, but they do they they do have the ability to find great storytellers to make the compelling stories. Mm. I think that's important, right? This one last thing I'll say is, it's my complaint with some franchise storytelling is, you know, with the new Star Wars, there is an element of almost overly vehement and reverent fan service, you mm. know, where it's like it did kind of pull away from a well-told story. And from what I've gathered, Trevor's script is more story-driven, more character-driven, a little more contained. Sometimes all you want when you go see a movie is a really well-told story and a singular contained film that does focus on character. We don't need to have every single moment of fan service answered if the film's amazing. It's a really good point. Um, and I think that comes down to like the studio trusting their directors or not but even the mcu has had problems with directors in the past like they got rid of edgar wright for ant-man because they knew it wouldn't fall in line and it ended up being like a good decision i love ant-man i know he's awesome awesome. yeah i mean obviously there's always a time and a place to go in different directions pun intended but (laughs) but i do think that it seemed a little disorganized for something that has millions and millions of dollars into it so true Anyways, let's talk about kind of the person of the year already, Taika Waititi. Taika! It's been said from Hollywood Reporter exclusive that 
he is being courted for a Star Wars movie, which is kind of what a lot of fans thought, especially after The Mandalorian. Not only was he the best nurse droid ever, possibly one of the best <laughs> droids ever, yes. but he also directed the epic finale of The Mandalorian season one. So I I feel like this is such... this His type of style is the direction I want to see Star Wars movies in. Yes, agreed. <laughs> awesome. And you know, what does courted mean? We were talking about this I before the be show. Courted I thought, I, does that mean they're going to marry him? Like, what? I think it's romantic. I think it's a little romantic. And, and I don't I'm blame right, them. I'm all right with that. Yeah, me too. And I really do think they, that, that Disney, Lucasfilm, needs to get down on one knee <laughs> and propose. Because Taika crushed yeah. that role as IG-11 and directing that finale. He really brought it all. It, it culminated to something magnificent, and he knocked it out of the park. The tone was awesome. He has the Midas touch right now. Yeah. Everything he's doing it's gold. rocks. 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 Literally. <laughs> they put rock songs in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I, I would love to see a movie that's just its own thing, not necessarily even like a spinoff movie. I, there were talks of, you know, new saga films. And it's unrelated to the Skywalker saga, but still in this world, new batch of characters. Give him, give him an empty, a blank check. Yeah, give him. I want him to. I feel like he could do a Lando film justice, but I Ooh. also think that I want him to just create something new for them, which is what they're. I the direction. With TV, yeah, yeah, the direction they're moving in. But I, whatever he's doing, is the style that people really are receiving well. Right. So I'm I'm fully fully for it. I'm so buying it. But I just, the article was. It's I vague. hate when they do this. They they give one line in the title and then you read it and it's a bio of Taika. It's like this is who he is. This he's is a guy he's and he's and he's alive and he's made things and he's in talks. He's courted. He's been approached. He's been eyed. Yeah. Like. We know. I know. I That's all they it. have. Do you guys want to see Baby Yoda on the silver Scared screen? Scared the hell out of me, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Scared the hell out of me. Do you guys want to see Baby Yoda on the big screen? Um, yes. I, wonder I might if, need to see him to calm down right now. I wonder if Taika could... I wonder if they're going to try to leverage the success of Mando for a theatrical. I wonder. I wonder, man. What do you mean for theatrical? Well, like, I've heard rumors of a Baby Yoda film, probably for the service. This was on an NPR podcast. Would it be no Teen way. Yoda or yeah. would it be Baby Yoda? Um, just a way Teen to extend. Ninja Yoda. I think the idea is a way to extend the obsession and obviously the cultural zeitgeist around Baby Yoda. Oh, I would be so upset if they I'm did in. that. I'm in. Super Baby Yoda genius? Uh, no. Yes? Well, <laughs> if you want to make it a cartoon and you clone a bunch of Baby Yodas and there's a little daycare, yeah, sure. But if you want a serious film and you ever play Baby Whoa. Yoda as the star of the entire film, you're just stealing people's money. You're stealing it. Oh, you're my God. I'd be it. so annoyed if they did that. Oh, I'd see. I'd watch anything. But Baby Yoda can't do any wrong for Same. me right now. I only want to have a child if it looks, acts, and talks like Baby Yoda. Yeah. But that's I don't want a feature film of him. Really? As him, okay, as the lead, yes, of course. As the lead, I, it'd be a lot of, like, Goo Goo Gaga move things. It, it, it'd be kind of funny, though, if he's just wreaking havoc. I want a Children of Men-style Baby Yoda. Like, he is, everyone is just, like, putting all the guns down just to save this thing and raise it. That's what I want. He wouldn't right. be the lead in that scenario, though. Whatever, maybe pitch yourself to write it. Okay, but yeah, I'm so excited about Taika, and it, whether he's being courted or not, they need to propose. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I just don't think, 
I think the entire Mandalorian director's crew could take the lead on the next films. Deborah Chow in particular, I love her. D Chow, you know she's getting enough. she's getting Kenobi. So yeah. we are they are moving forward with her. And yeah. I think I think they're learning which is what direction to go in. Now that now that Rise of Skywalker is come and gone, they've made a billion. I think they got all that out of the system and they can just kind of start making more original stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Jeff, do you have the video of John Boyega and when he's just trolling, trolling the hardest? He's become a massive. He's embraced the anger. Oh my! Of being an internet his troll. Videos are edited so well. Like, yeah. I love his videos. I think this is so funny. But it's interesting because earlier, a few months ago, he had made comments that got a lot. He got a lot of heat for kind of talking about Kelly Marie Tran and yeah. It, he didn't mean to, I don't think, because I think they're homies, but he basically said, if you can't handle it, like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and I, he, I, he backpedaled. But I, when I, yeah, he backpedaled, he apologized, but it's just kind of ironic because he, too, has faced a ton of racial mm. BS and hate and Raylo hate. I hate that. The, the people who stand Raylo that hard, that's crazy, you guys. Yeah. That you don't like John Boyega because of that. Steph's very passionate about I am. this. I love this John Boyega. Here. Okay. Oh, we got the vid. Can we got the vid. Can you play the vid? This is his latest post. Wow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Literally. Icon. Wow. <laughs> this is epic. <laughs> Driving on them. Like he hired someone to do this. Icon. People were a little wow. upset. Wow. I got that he... out of my system. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. People were a little mad because he didn't blur out the people's names. Right. He uh, he, he was taking no prisoners. Yeah. I'm, I get that. It's kind of a responsibility of his, but it's also like you hopped on his page and decided to be a dick. He's calling you out. Yeah. Calling all of them out and just like owning it, which I, I like this a lot. I know you just said you did too, but I, I'm super into this because I think it, it's it's necessarily not ignoring the hate, but he's like facing it straight on. He has in a funny way. Yeah, he has such a good. I, some people can't handle it, and that's totally to your yeah. prerogative. And I and I get that, but it would be a nice life to be him and be able to handle it like that, right. and understand that. Those people don't really know shit. <laughs> yeah, they don't know anything. Like, it, and I think it's just so funny to think of John Boyega like getting an editor to do this and like, hey, find screenshot all these tweets. I don't know. He might edit his own video. He might if he, he did. He posts a lot of videos good. like this. It's, it's really good. It's I don't know. Really maybe he fun. Did. I would. Put, I would. I love it, and I love it. It's all of him on these talk shows dancing. Like, I wonder if he danced on all these talk shows just to be able to cut some sizzle like that. It's I really mean, cool. I'm going to start thinking ahead like that. I oh need to gosh. know what kind of B-roll I need. We should do that with our comments. Yeah. All right. It's just us. All right. All Let's right. talk about another social media page. Mark, Luke Skywalker himself. He is so funny on social media. He's great. Because he, I mean, he's Luke Skywalker. He can say whatever he wants. His Instagram is hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Mark Hamill's always been awesome. So he um, tweeted and Instagrammed the whole thing. He said, so disappointed that Mark Zuckerberg values profit more than truthfulness 
in that I've decided to delete my Facebook account tagged Facebook shady at Facebook. I know this is a big who cares for the world at large, but I'll sleep better at night. Patriotism over profit. Whoa. And I mean, this is very consistent with Mark Hamill social media presence. He's always been vocal about everything, whether it's politics or clothing, anything. He is super vocal about how he feels. And um, and this is just consistent with that. And I think it's unique that he it's, a, it's another person in this Star Wars franchise who, you know, he's just not he doesn't care. He's just going to voice his opinion. And I think I respect that, that he would be able to call out Facebook like that. I'm just so happy that his real life persona identifies a lot with the values of his fictional About persona. About the rebellion. It is so sad when you have someone who played something heroic, like Mount Gibson, and then it's like, what oh boy. the f- It's like, yikes. <laughs> freedom? You literally fought for freedom, and now you're being an anti-Semitic. <laughs> Are you a patriot? Okay. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Um, some good news. The Rise of Skywalker became Disney's seventh billion dollar hit of 2019. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. That's crazy. That's nuts. And that, that's just Disney in general there. I think it goes to show, you know, they they purchased Lucasfilm for $4 billion way back when. And whether they're making that money back just from Star Wars, they're making bank regardless. Seven billion dollars. They're making big. Do, do you know what they're doing with Galaxy's Edge now? The revamp. They're adding a ride, right? And a ho- they're trying to have a hotel. A hotel. So it's a full on. I need a. I have the article here. It's a full on Star Wars experience. Whoa. Yeah, like you can participate in like fights and action, oh or God. you can chill. But yeah, in a cantina, it's fully immersive. And it's a hotel. Yeah, that's what the plan is right now. Oh my now. god, what if one of the rooms was like uh, Anakin and Padme's room from Attack of the Clones, and like slugs come through the window, okay. and they have to—that'd be crazy. It's a, from Fortune. I'll put the article <laughs> below. But it's speaking of what Disney is planning to roll out now that they kind of have a little bit more freedom with the Star Wars stories and they're going to move in a broader direction. Mm. And it's all of it from movies. There's speculation on the movies, TV. Obviously, we know of Mando and um, uh, they're in the Obi-Wan series. Kenobi, yeah. So that and then the games, obviously, video games. But the coolest part that I thought was the Galaxy's Edge. Well, interestingly enough, on one of our other shows on this network, uh, the Con Guys, they one of them went to the Galaxy's Edge in Florida over the winter break. And there's a bunch more rides there because they've they just added a little bit more to the Disney World Galaxy's Edge as opposed to the Disneyland. Although mm-hmm. Disneyland's getting some stuff. Um, and they were just saying, like, yeah, there's so many more rides. It's so immersive. Everything's to scale. So, like, there's AT-ATs that are the size of the AT-ATs in the movies. Like, I just think that is such a no-brainer putting it in a theme park because it is another world. And what could be more transportive? The hotel article is a separate one, but this one talks about that game. Wow. I mean, that game. That ride. That ride. Which is so... We have to go build our savers. We gotta vlog it. Yeah. We gotta vlog it. Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. I need a lightsaber. Someone's like, you would spend that money? I'm like... Yeah. Someone will. And I mean, it's not necessarily Harry Potter where the wand chooses the wizard. We choose the lightsaber. Yeah, what? We choose it. What kind of question is that? I know. It's it's like crazy. I'm, I'm so down and I cannot wait to go. 
Me too. Me too. What else we got, Steph? We have, um, oh, this one's fun. We There's speculation <laughs> on what Chewie said to Ray when oh she my got gosh. in back in the Millennium Falcon. And I love this part. I'm going to read the, the quote for you all. This the quote is great. This is from SlashFilm.com. And this is right. This is in Rise of Skywalker after um, the opening mission with Poe and Finn. They land and Ray just got trained and they're like fighting. And we hear Ray say it is and we don't know what Chewie said. <laughs> but Funnier. the man who plays Chewie himself says, I think Chewbacca is saying something like, it's good that you're back in the Falcon because Poe has been damaging the Falcon with his reckless shifty flying. <laughs> So I think it's a small jab at Poe at that point. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome! I, I, it's it's so fascinating that he's a character we've we've never gotten subtitles for Chewbacca. I know, ever, ever, and we've gotten them for other characters. But he's the one that's just like. Do you think in the like, scripts he has lines written hmm, or emotions? I know for the droids that that has been the case. Like I know, I think R two has been given lines. And because that's how Anthony Daniels for C3PO like responds. I don't think so. I don't think Chewbacca's ever been given lines. It's just a roar. Which it's, it's I think it's really creative because it's it leaves a lot of it up to interpretation. But the fact that the actor yeah, is saying that is awesome. Yeah, but they have to know what he's saying. Right. They gotta have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. I think that's really awesome. I, I love uh I mean Chewbacca's just always been that amazing character. Like we all love Chewbacca. And um, ever since Peter Mayhew tragically passed away, I, I just think like they've been doing an awesome job um, keeping Chewbacca alive and, and around. Like it would have been very easy, like a bunch of other characters, to kind of just put him to the side. But no, they kept him alive and well. If if Chewie died, I yeah, you that was the moment I started crying the first time I saw Rise of Skywalker, and I didn't stop until the end. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I infamously turned to you and went, "Are you kidding me?" When the lightning bolt exploded the ship he was on, I was like, that is that, made... did that just happen? If he actually died in that brutal of a way, that would be insane. I know, but he must have been on another starship or transport. He must have been on another transport. Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> moving on to our last story. I know Ryan's really excited about this. I'm getting really excited about it as I am beginning my Clone Wars journey. Mm. The new season is amongst the us. The new season <laughs> is coming out. We're a month away, people. A month away. February 17th, season 7 of The Clone Wars is dropping on Disney+. Plus. And we're gonna get a ton more answered. I was having, <laughs> I was coming, I was, I was having a conversation with a few other hosts here, um, just about you know what what are we looking forward to in season seven? Like, is it just gonna be closure? I don't know if there are any Star Wars Clone Wars fans. Sound off in the chat if you are. But uh, you know, a lot of the questions that were unanswered were kind of answered in the other series, Clone Rebels, or in the Mandalorian. And I just became aware. Steph Sabra. If you were to that pick... There, oh. That there, <laughs> I you sorry. <laughs> I just became aware, Steph Sabra, that there is a Ahsoka Tanu novel. Oh, yeah. He did. And that apparently is alluding to a lot of what might be covered in this last season of The Clone Wars. So just one brief aside, one brief thing, one thing I'm really excited about. If you love The Mandalorian, they keep talking about throughout that entire show that there was this great siege. There was this this great big battle that happened on the planet of Mandalore. And that's mm -hmm. why all the Mandalorians are hiding underground. That's why they, they don't take off their helmets anymore. Cause that wasn't always the case. Apparently 
in this season mm-hmm. of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. we are going to see what happened on Mandalore. And Ahsoka Tanu, we have the image up right now, is going to be heavily involved. Steph, I couldn't wow. be more excited. I could not be more excited. She makes me question, like, if it's normal to acknowledge that she's so hot as a cartoon character. <laughs> it's no not a comment. question. She is, stunning. right? Yeah, she's a stunning... <laughs> A stunning Jedi. Oh, my God. Brandon Hannah in the chat. They do show the second transport in the movie for a second. For a second. Okay. Where were the other seconds? They must have been on another transport. But, yes, she is. She is beautiful. <laughs> she is gorgeous. I'm really excited to, for this for this new season. And I, I do want. I know that there are a lot of people who haven't watched Clone Wars because the beginning was kind of weird of it. It was on Cartoon Network, like you were saying. Right. But I want to ask you if you could. if Why should someone watch it? What's your pitch? Here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. Here's oh. the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the vest out. Wow. Uh, the thing is, the Clone Wars, before the series, there was a movie that was theatrically released mm. and it wasn't well received. And full disclosure, I don't love the movie. The movie's not good. It's like it's kind of random and it feels like there was a show and you just kind of were plopped in the middle of it. And that's because this movie actually takes place in the middle of the show. The timeline is confusing, as always with Star Wars. And uh, my big pitch for this show is this series makes that relationship between Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi the relationship you always wish they had, that you didn't necessarily get in those movies, in the prequels. that The, the relationship that Obi-Wan in A New Hope alludes to. He was like a, a great fighter and a good friend. You know, we never really saw that in those movies. This series shows that. This series retroactively makes the prequels better. It adds more weight to the characters. Hmm. And it adds a ton of lore. A lot of the stuff that the Mandalorian, the show, built off of was Dave Filoni's idea when he made The Clone Wars. And there's just so many awesome storylines. They bring back Darth Maul. Darth Maul was, you know, cut in yeah, half. People love They bring him back. It is dope. Yeah. This, I, I highly recommend you watch it. Although I will say, there are a lot of episodes you can straight up skip. And I'm planning on this weekend to write an article kind of breaking down, like, these are the ones you should watch or prioritize, and then you can yes. skip these. I think that's something that a lot of people would benefit from because it's six seasons. Yeah, it's a you lot should definitely of TV. do that. So I'll do that, but uh, I highly recommend watching it. I think Ahsoka Tanu is an incredible character in this show and one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. It's If you're a Star Wars fan and you just want more, 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 you're sad that The Mandalorian's over, you're sad that the movies aren't really coming out right now, this is the show you got to watch. Mm-hmm. That's the pitch. Wow, Rai. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to shout out uh, Yash Srivastava. Srivastava. Um, they said, well, first they were saying the Mandalorian is average. I disagree. Respectfully but, disagree. But I, I love that you're giving an opinion. Then they said, Watchmen elevated TV for me, the snow cap. I agree. <laughs> Watchmen's a great show. Agree, and then we disagree. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. What's up in the chat? Eon001. Thank you, Ivan Soto. Thanks for rocking with Shout us. Shout out to Ivan Soto. Here each and every week. Yeah, we love it. Absolutely we love, love it. it. Hit that like button. All As always, leave us a comment after. Ryan, do you have anything else for this week? Uh, I mean, I think the last thing is we're at this point where, you know, I think Rise of Skywalker, it's been out for almost a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be out of theaters soon. So there's going to be a period where we're not going to have many Star Wars things coming out. But I will say, like, go back. You have Disney+. Plus. There's 
two awesome series on there with Clone Wars and Rebels. Check them out. There's some awesome books to check out. And I really do feel like they're, 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 there's a lot cooking in the Disney metaphorical oven for Star mm. Wars. And I just cannot wait to see what's on the horizon. I could not be more excited about Taika Waititi being in more Star Wars. Me like, too. They just have, it feels like they're getting a new creative team involved and I couldn't be more excited. Me too. How about you, Steph Sabra? What, what do you got going on in the world of Star Wars? In the world of Star Wars, I'm just sitting back. In the galaxy. Watching it all unfold. Mm. Trying not to be judgmental. <laughs> you know, living life large. You know? You know. Okay, everyone. Thank you for joining joining us we'll be back next thursday as always but until then ryan where can people find you you can find me on instagram at ryan nilson underscore n-i-l-s-e-n and on twitter at rye nilson steph where can people find you quick thing from yash again great point he says that you like taika but rick family you uh deserves a star wars film i don't disagree i think they both do and deborah chow i would love all three of them to be yeah. involved in the next film honestly all the directors yeah, from mandalorian they were, were just so good really inspired picks so, so completely good. agree i'm steph sabra you can find me on instagram and twitter at steph sabra it's s-a-b-r-a-w until then may the force be with you from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.